will not eliminate your human odor. So the only thing you can do is make sure they won't smell you. Right. And that's another reason why I like wool too. Wool doesn't hold that type of scent. Yeah, wool's and awesome. it's old school. You just hang that bitch out and it, it airs out. It like literally you hang that on the porch, it's just like washing it. Like you guys are gonna think I'm a sicko now. Like yeah, like I hard <laughs> I hardly wash my Oh man. He rocks the same grime from day one to day end of season. I'm trying I'm gonna I'm trying to think. I'm gonna be I'm not gonna bullshit you guys. I'm gonna try and tell you, I'm gonna think of how many times I washed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. why do you think I never connect late in the season? Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the DeQuisto Series podcast. We are kicking off a coffee with Cody. It's been a while, and it's just me solo today. I am in the new mobile podcast studio, a.k.a. the Road Rig. We're getting her all dialed in. We're going to dive in to some efficiency bullet points and highlights today. We're going to shoot back to a little discussion I had with uh, Tyler Tuttero and Jake Lyshen at the Illinois Edition Roadshow last year. And we dive into clothing, scent control, and a lot of those key things, I believe, are the staples of being the most efficient hunter you can be. Before we dive into efficiency, got a couple updates for everybody. This weekend, we will be at the Open Season Sportsman's Expo in the Wisconsin Dells. So if you are in the area, come on by. I'm going to drag the old man up there. We're going to have a bunch of products in stock at the booth for you guys to buy. Uh, come bullshit whitetails and see what we got to offer for this year. Update number two, the Roadshow website will be officially live this Friday. Go check it out, www.mobilehunterroadshow.com. You can reserve your spot at one of our six events this year. We are hitting Pennsylvania, Virginia, Alabama, Ohio, Iowa, and Michigan. Go find the state nearest you and get yourself a ticket. So let's talk some efficiency. I've said it a million times, but I truly believe that consistently harvesting whitetails is 100% all about efficiency. Now, when I'm talking efficiency, I'm not talking just your stand and sticks. I'm literally talking about your entire routine, your entire system, everything that makes up your hunt from the start to the finish. I mean, this is clothing, scent prep, your stand and sticks, your gear, additional stuff you pack, We'll call that additional gear, transportation, everything. All these things. Being efficient is not just about how quick you can set up your stand and sticks. That's a big part of it, but it really goes a lot deeper than that. And everything that I do and the way I do it is all premeditated and it's a conscious decision and choice that's been made with one thing in mind, and that's efficiency. Even my clothing and my process of layering and the gear that I take, all this stuff, all these things are so I can go for as long as possible and I can keep trucking and I don't get bogged down 
everything is simple, it's easy, it's repetitive, and I put the blinders on and I'm in for a long haul. And I think a lot of people bypass this crucial element of a whitetail season, and this is different for everybody. Some people have more time to dedicate to this than others. I think whether you're hunting one week a year, 30 weeks a year, 15, whatever it may be, the more efficient you can be and the more premeditated and the better plan you can have, that's when you're going to get that consistent success. Anybody can get something here or there, but if you want to consistently be the best hunter you can be, you have to have a game plan. Aside from tree stand setup, I think one of the biggest tips for efficiency comes from scent control and clothing. So scent control is something that can really bog you down as a hunter. I know because I came from this. I used to be obsessed with scent. I used to have rituals. I used to wash my clothes every other hunt or every hunt or spray down. Or This was all stuff that I bought into early on in my hunting days that now I've thrown out the window. The way I look at this is the more time I can spend actually hunting and the less time I can spend worrying about bullshit like scent control, the more success I have. I've always been a firm believer that you cannot beat a whitetail's nose. Even from an early age, when I came up hunting, I was preconditioned to know that the wind direction was everything. It wasn't until a little further on in my hunting career that I started telling myself, like, well, if I'm, if I'm so cautious in the wind direction and I'm doing all these things right and I'm crossing my T's and dotting my I's, like, why am I wasting all this time with this scent stuff? And, and I started to experiment a lot with this. And, and I can go down deep into a rabbit hole with this and all the tests and, and, and personal studies that I've done with washing and, and um, you know, scent control p- sprays and all this stuff. And it will only drive you nuts and it will not help you kill more deer. What will help you kill more deer is hunting harder and hunting smarter. So ditch all the gimmicks, all the scent control BS and all the rituals and put that time back into the timber. This is efficiency. That's being efficient. That's not wasting your valuable time messing with your clothes or buying extra things. Or Here's another thing where scent control comes into play. If you're one of these guys who is carrying around three different scent bottles, you got your Ozonics, you got this, you got that, all this additional gear is killing your efficiency. When I go out and hunt with you and it takes you an extra 20 minutes to set up because you got to pull your ozonics out, you got to strap it to the tree, you got to spray your boots down, you got to you got to put your cover scent down, you got to um get out your get out your fox urine or whatever the hell you're doing, whatever routine or ritual that may be, all that's doing and you don't even realize it, it's making you a less efficient hunter. I I talk about this in the discussion, but you will be very surprised even at how my scent control and my view on that has drastically changed over the years, and I virtually do nothing now. I put all that time into understanding thermals, paying attention to wind direction, and knowing my spot and making sure that I'm set up correctly 
to where I can execute a kill shot with minimal movement and I can be invincible in my setup. Clothing is another big thing that I get asked about a lot. I've always dressed light. This is a tactic. I don't mind being a little cold. In my mind, I take that trade-off. Yeah, I could maybe not be cold the last 30 minutes of my hunt and take an extra jacket. Well, to me, that makes me less efficient. So it makes me more bulky. It makes me carrying more gear. Now, you could argue that that makes me you know, not able to stay into the stand as long, but that's not true. I systematically go out to my spot knowing how long I'm going to sit there. Even if I'm not coming back in or going back to my vehicle or my rig or whatever, I'm planning to move. I know what I can handle given the weather, given the situation. If that changes, I change with it, but I'm still more efficient uh, in not taking that extra, those extra uh, gear items or, or pieces of clothing, right? With that being said, I, I wear nice stuff. I don't skimp out when it comes to clothing. I do some research and I buy good quality garments that will last me a long time. I'm a big believer in wool. The properties of wool are just phenomenal, especially when you are doing what we're doing and being active outdoors in all sorts of climates and and weather. I rely heavily on wool base layers and wool outer layers. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen the sneak peek of the flannel as of recently. I've been working on a flannel an outer layer hunting garment for a couple years now, and I'm excited to announce that that will be available this fall. It's under my Womo Outdoors brand, and this is a heavyweight wool construction outer layer flannel with wind shear technology inside. So um, this thing is designed to roll up tight, pack on your stand, and be your outer layer. It's got an extended collar. It's an extended ass flap for when you're sitting in your tree stand. It's got all sorts of utility and pockets. It is a pretty sweet unit, and I can't wait to tell you guys more about that as it comes. This is where my clothing and how I layer is very strategic. I wear pretty much the same clothes October as I do December, with the exception of an addition of one or two outer layers. I utilize down a lot more in the last seven to eight years than I did in the past for its extreme ability to pack down and jam in a pocket and all these things it's all in the name of efficiency my minimalistic approach to what I take additional gear all that stuff the reason why I only use two sticks all this stuff has a rhyme or reason those two sticks result in less setup time less breakdown time Less noise, less bulk, less weight I'm carrying in repeatedly. You may look at a few of these highlights and say, okay, a few minutes here, a few minutes there, a pound here, a pound there. Amplify that over the course of an entire season in extreme conditions, whether that be hunting 93 degrees early season or negative 20 degrees late season. Carrying an excess of gear is just as much of a pain then as it is the last day of season when it's frigidly cold. The more you can have a system figured out to make you more efficient, the more deer you will kill. Well, 
I'm going to wrap up my little coffee rant here, and let's hop over and listen to this Roadshow Q&A from Illinois last year on a couple of these points. Enjoy. Talk about your choice of clothing and camo and why you wear what you do. So this is, this is, this is another one that I'm, I like this question. I'm pumped about this because I made a transition years ago, and I've been doing 100% no camo, just another thing. Like just It was one of those things where I love what the camo companies have done on a business standpoint but it's all marketing man like they're just it's it's just cool like they're you're, they're making the cool patterns and and like it it you don't need it it is definitely not needed where i came into a conundrum is i actually had a buddy who worked for mossy oak and i and I, so i was i would wear mossy oak i liked it i like the way it looks it looks awesome i like the little acorns it like just it, it's a badass pattern i think it looks cool so i was like oh yeah i'm gonna be a mossy oak guy and but to get that pattern and I was wearing shitty clothes that I didn't like to fit and I didn't like they really weren't really doing to me but I was like oh but it's Mossy Oak and I you know I'm gonna support them and I wanna and then I was like screw this and I started wearing some of like the older like cause when I came into hunting it was all primarily like there was camo sprinkled in there but it was all wool primarily solids um there was some polyester stuff but it was the old like um Remington stuff and guide series and like you know it was all just hand-me-downs that the old man used like back in the freaking early 90s so like that's what I was wearing and I started gravitating back toward that and then I started branching out into clothes that were actually made for people who are fucking enduring hard climates and weather not hunters on TV that like are just wearing cool looking camo like, I started wearing shit that like people hiking and like sleeping outside for months at a time were wearing like if you think about it, like you know, I wanted I wanted some good stuff. So then I started buying like, you know, like outdoor stuff. Like you know, I started going to like these like climbing brands and you know stuff like uh, I've been wearing. And I know they're not this this. I think they're like totally against hunting, but I've been wearing Eddie Bauer stuff for a long time, like probably ten years now, and they make some killer outdoor stuff. I mean, I you know, and I've had people give me shit like, oh, well, they, they don't support hunters, and I'm like, you know what, man, I don't give a shit. Like, I, I just like the way they fit; they work for me. And all this stuff has been, um, um, but the concept of camo is just that marketing. So when I started, I actually started then putting that to the test in hunting in loud colors. Like, you know, this year I did a lot of hunting in my yellow coat. Like, you see a lot of footage throughout the season, it's straight up yellow puffy coat, like just. That coat is the best coat I've ever owned because it's like the perfect down weight to where like it's warm as shit, but it's also packs down really light. And it sucks for briars and stuff. You got to keep it packed up then, but, and it's yellow. Like, but man, I, I killed that first deer. I had, did have a vest over it, but yellow hood, yellow, yellow, um, sleeves. I wear a lot of flannel. Um, and I just wear the stuff that performs well. And that's that not because it's marketed well or looks well or like all these other hunters are using it um and i've actually found through the course of this that you're at more of a disadvantage wearing a busy camo pattern than you are wearing a loud solid color like and now you know we do know deer see in black and white but they do see blue right i think there's two colors that they see it's like blue and something else probably yellow. is it yellow (laughs) so there you go that that is right there that's a testament to it's not about the color. It's about the movement. It's Sit not about still. the pattern. It's movement is what they're catching. If you're still and you're not moving around and you're stealthy, that's where you're going to be successful. And so, so throughout that, 
And it's actually led me to, um, for, any, for any of you who are wondering like what that U is, that logo that's been floating around, it's actually a brand I've been working on for a few years now, and it's a, it's a line of apparel, just outdoor apparel that I've been using for hunting, but it's essentially flannels and solid colors that I'm going to promote to hunters, and I'm going to actually have like their quality garments that I've, like, I've been testing flannel patterns now for like probably the last five years, like consistently like, switching it up. Finding you know you know just good color blends that I like and and um, I'm gonna start to kind of push in that direction of of clothing and like quality apparel for hunting and like uh, you know mobile hunting and you know wool stuff that doesn't absorb sweat dries out quick you know compact items like down that can collapse and and fit to a minimalist style of hunting and um, just in the, in those uh, solid platforms and stuff so. So I'm a big believer in wearing what is comfortable for you and what is working for how you hunt. Um, I, I would add to that by saying, like, wear what makes you feel confident, like what you enjoy wearing. Yeah, obviously, like... If you, yeah, some people feel bulletproof and sick, like you said. Yeah. You know, like I mean, like, if it makes you feel like you're a superhero, then wear it. Yeah. You know, like, I you mean... Know, don't let somebody, like... <laughs> don't let... Yeah, don't let me freaking... It's fun. No, well, I mean, it, you know, I think Cody's point is is valid in the sense that, like, if you if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I don't have the newest scent locker, oh, I don't have the newest Sitka Fanatic system, or I don't have this, I'm not gonna go hunt. It's like, well, you're screwing yourself. Like, you should hunt and hunt in whatever you want to. If that's Carhartt bibs and and an old jacket, or if that's the newest, you know, two grand full Sitka system, then hunt in that. You know, like myself, I hunt in two different outfits. I have I hunt in Sitka subalpine stuff in early season because it's so hot where I am. I can't find that much stuff that's a lot lighter. And it's light and it's comfortable and it makes me feel good. I enjoy hunting in it. When old, when the leaves fall off, I'm in solid colors. I'm in like grays and beiges and like I have a pair of old fleece just just have been worn to the bone camo pants where they just kind of the pattern is almost gone. I've worn it off. So like there's there's not really a rhyme or reason. It's just what I like to wear, you know. But I would not let like those brands influence you wear what you want you know don't feel like you have to do something specifically um if you want to look like a cool retro kid like cody and wear flannel and solid colors and you know mm -hmm. you know do that well and yeah and that's where it became one of those things to where i was like you know it was the same thing it's like yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of trendy people like okay that started to dabble nobody was killing anything though like you know a lot of people wear it on the streets and they and whatever but who nobody was putting it to the test in the timber and i know that you go back like like just think about it go back to the 60s and 70s and stuff like guys were wearing flannels all the time go back to like the 1800 or whenever that was 19 early maine you know backwoods like there's freaking pictures of guys just, you know i mean it's just whatever you know we all know it, it it's bs but the marketing over the course of the years has trended toward um you know needing that type of stuff to be successful in the woods and it's You'll it's feel just, weird too if you've never hunted in solid colors. Like you'd be surprised how how you'll be sitting in a stand like I feel naked right now. But like they're not if you sit still they're not gonna bust you. Like as long as your setup is good. Like if you put your setup in the right spot, like Cam camo looks very good to us in our eyes and when we see it on a shelf. But if you really put it to the test and you and you you know, you kinda put it back, like those patterns don't end up looking as cool, they get jumbled. But then also the busyness of them tips you off more. So 
you know, when you spin a complex pattern, it looks like a rave, like shit's going on, right? If you spin a solid pattern or a solid color, it doesn't look like it's moving at all. Like the, you can't even detect that movement on solid, on like a you know, uh, an old study they did back in the day was on a drum. It was like a 55 gallon drum, and at like 30 yards, they put a pattern on it and spun it like a camel pattern, and then they put a solid color on it, and you could hardly tell the solid one was moving just because there was no there's no change in but that complex pattern was just it it was like just you know jittering and all that so um so yeah i think that would probably sum that one up right yeah yeah the uv UV brightener aspect that's that that i think is important (laughs) that's actually very big i'm glad you brought that up because more important than than any pattern brighteners are huge and you can get these in solid colors too and you can get them in um, this was something that was more popular back in the day that people overlook now. Uh, but they they use brighteners and dyes in a lot of fabric. And the way things are made, they actually glow. And deer's eyes pick up that that glow in a in a low light situation. It's it's wild. If you and you can test it by buying you can buy a black light. And if you put a black light on like you know, a standard white t-shirt or even like hoodies or something like you can see the ones that have that brightener in the fabric and they literally glow. And that just gives you an idea like what them deer are seeing at low light, looking at that fabric under black light. It's nuts. I remember back in the day, uh, dad showed me that when I was a kid or like they used to, they used to sell a product that you actually washed your clothes in that got rid of that, that like dulled that out. And that kind of fizzled out, and now if you buy the latest camo and scent lock, you'll be you won't ever have to do anything ever again. <laughs> so, but but anyway, that yeah, that was a good that was a good product, and then definitely use. I'm not big on scent control, but more importantly for dyes and stuff, your laundry detergent will have dyes in it because it wants to keep those colors rich, and yeah, and it wants to brighten them. You don't want to use that shit, so you want a, a detergent. That's free of perfumes and dyes. You can get the hypoallergenic stuff. Like I use all a fair bit, but like you can get hypoallergenic, like like uh, like um, washing machine, you know, soap, and it does a great job. You don't have to pay twice as much for it if you want to buy the dead down wind version. Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. Arm and Hammer makes a good one. I've used that for years. It's just a standard Arm and Hammer, free and clear, or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like a baking soda formula, but it's just free of dyes and perfumes, and and that's what I would. What's that? Um, like scent control and the fact that I play the wind and don't let my scent get to where the deer are coming from. That's right. it. But I'm not like oh. Cody's using an example. Like, no, no. I mean, my my stuff my stuff stays in the truck. I hang it up in my closet. Like I'll, like I mean it. It's it's it does it does exactly it's exactly where all my other stuff is now. When I'm like during season, I don't like. I'm not using like perfume soaps or like fancy stuff like that. Like I'll use like just a like a hypoallergenic soap or something. But um, you know, I'm not I'm not worried about it. Like this is this is a this is a crazy topic, and we we'll have to. So this is another thing that's become just completely blown out of proportion, and just for people to make money. There, I'm telling you, take take me down with this. There is no way that you're gonna eliminate your human odor. So my philosophy, like all this BS, this scent lock stuff, this, 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 you know, these sprays and this, even Ozonics, 
like you, you you will not eliminate your human odor so the only thing you can do is make sure they won't smell you we cannot even begin to comprehend how powerful a deer's nose is um i actually get it, it freaking screws with me every time i really think about it because and i don't know I, I just i watched this documentary on bears once and did you know that a bear can tell time it can, it can smell so good it can literally tell time off his scent it's it's freaking insane. It can, it can literally track it to where like oh you know, this lady you know who ate French fries walked walked across this road three days ago. Like, it's that insane. And you know and you know that like dogs they don't smell stew. They smell every single ingredient in a stew. Right? You know that like so, you look at the power of the noses. Like in a whitetail, its number one line of defense is its nose. So how you think you're going to buy a bottle of fucking 599 spray and eliminate all your human odor to that, to that, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. So I abandoned that a long time ago. I've known, I mean, for, even for a while, like, like I said, coming up, I was fortunate in the fact that like, I just watched, you know, what was being done by my old man and it was always, it was always wind focused. And he was somewhat scent conscious as far as like, you know, like if mom was cooking, you know, onions and frying steak, he wouldn't come in the house with his hunting clothes. But at the same time, he wasn't going to like crazy extreme measures to like be scent free. Well, just like everything else, I went to the opposite and I started like really testing it. Like just because I, I know they're going to smell you. If you're as clean as you can be, you're still going to smell like a clean human. And you can cover your scent up as much as you want. You can take your bee smoke. You can have a campfire. You can walk in shit. You can spread it all over your body. You're just going to smell like shit and a guy. <laughs> like, like, that's my philosophy on that. So, and it's funny, this, so I was talking to, actually, Donnie, Donnie Vincent. He, he asked me, he's like, hey, he's like, I got to ask you. He's like, what do you wash your body with? And I was like, he's, he started laughing. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I use, I actually wash all year round with a soap called sandalwood and citrus. And it's, it's about as potent as you, as it can be. It's just a, it's like literally like a, it smells like a beach. It smells like a good time. And, and you, I get it at the, and every, and everybody like, they don't understand. I'm like, yeah, like all, even hunting season. Like I wash my clothes in scent free and detergent, but like, you know, I'll, put beard oil in and I'll, I'll use that soap and I just smell like I normally do but I because I know that when I'm out there I'm just being cautious of my wind I'm not that one slammer I shot I just I, I rocked a Hunt Brothers pizza like I was so hungry <laughs> literally had grease all over my had grease all over my freaking body like I was just gunning it in the truck to get to this spot and I knew I had this perfect wind it was one of those bulletproof setups I knew if I got up there it didn't even matter and I was just jamming Hunt Brothers Pizza, pepperoni, just grease, <laughs> greasy as shit the whole way there. Didn't even have time to wipe down, like just. And I just hopped out, got in the, got in the stand. That buck came in and made a scrape at like 16 yards. Had absolutely no clue I was there because I had the right wind, you know. And and I accessed it right to where I knew he wouldn't be coming across my pepperoni trail, you know. <laughs> so it's just a, it's all relative. Um, I would rather put that, like you said before, if it makes you feel good. And you want to do this crazy scent routine and ritual? That's fine, but I think that that uh, effort is better focused in other areas, like ozonics. I look at that like because I we all know like ozon does work. I will give it that. Ozon works. It eliminates scent in a vacuum. 
Like in a perfect world, it'll limit. When you're out here and you just toss an Ozonix on the tree, it's not catching all your scent and eliminating all your scent. And, you know, in my opinion, that's just more shit for me to carry. It's more shit for me to set up, more moving around for me to be doing in the stand, and more likely I'm going to get busted. So I would never, I, I would never take that. Like, just, it, it, the risk versus reward isn't there for me. It's, I'm not, I'm, and to be clear, I'm not showering with sandalwood and lemonade or whatever. Sandalwood citrus. So. <laughs> sandalwood citrus. But, uh, you know, like, I, I think Cody nailed it on the head there. It's like, just, if you do what makes you feel confident, I know we've been preaching that for the last little while, but if you can make time to do what you want to do with your scent control system and still get out there and have the time to hunt enough, then, then do that if it makes you feel good. But don't let it get in the way of you hunting more. Make the wind be your first yeah. Your first and, and foremost thing, stay stay cleanly, whatever. But I know big, I know guys who shoot big bucks who are just chain smokers too, and they always smell like a cigarette. Yeah. Like here we go. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's you just have to. I I I firmly believe that them deer smell a guy like Tyler just as much as they smell a guy like me, or or even the guy with the scent lock suit. It's just a matter of suit. it's some. I, I didn't say you. I said the guy with the scent you like suit. You can't gesture in this direction. Um, like yeah, that. well, he just got rid of his scent like suit. It, yeah, there you go. So, um, <laughs> And I'm yeah. that guy that runs an ozone machine. You know, I'll throw my clothes in an ozone machine when I get home at night. Um, only because I don't want to wash my clothes once a week or every every other day. And if I've sweated yeah. up my base layers, I would just assume throw them in ozone because it's easier on my clothes than washing them three and four times a week. Yep. But that all gets thrown back in my truck, and until I feel like it's dirty again, it lays in the back of my truck. And that's another reason why I like wool too. Wool doesn't hold that type of scent. Yeah, wool's and awesome. it's old school. You just hang that bitch out, and it it airs out. It like literally, you hang that on the porch. It's just like washing it. Like you guys are gonna think I'm a sicko now. Like yeah, like I hard, <laughs> I hardly wash my. Oh man, he rocks the same grime from day one to day end of season. I'm trying. I'm gonna. Th- I'm trying to think. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna bullshit you guys. I'm gonna try and tell you. I'm gonna think of how many times I washed. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Why do you think I never connect late in the season? Yeah. Um, I probably washed my my wool layers maybe maybe three or four times last year. Yeah, yeah, like merino wool. Yep, yep. Uh, like some base layers, some mid layers, and then even. You know, uh, outer layers. Like, I have a lot of wool in the arsenal. Um, I switched up to that last year because it seems like I had the Under Armour 2.0s, 3.0s, <laughs> and you burn up going in, and then you freeze because you're sweaty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I switched over to the Marino. But they're Under Armour, man. Now, don't get me wrong, Marina ain't, Marina wool ain't cheap. Like, it's definitely not like that. And I got some wool rich pieces that are like, they're hard to buy, but. I've had them for a long time, and they they're worth it. They're worth the investment. You can get some good stuff too if anybody buys it off Amazon, like minus thirty three or Mary wool. Make sure, make sure though you look at the wool content. There are things out there that say merino wool, and they're three percent merino wool, and you don't get those awesome benefits of that. You need something that's at least like eighty, seventy to eighty percent. Like darn tough socks. They're great. Make some killer socks. Like if you're in my opinion, they're not as comfortable as some of the other socks, but they're freaking, but they they last. If you guys haven't used them, there's a small company that, that I like to use. Uh, they, they make alpaca wool socks, which is, I love alpaca wool socks. Wood Road Dude. Gear makes phenomenal uh, socks. Alpacas and, are awesome, yeah. And, like, they, 
they don't like your feet don't get like they don't get hot like they wick that moisture away they keep your feet warm or cool and you don't have like you can literally take those if they're a good pair of wool socks you can take them off air them out and they don't they don't stink like yeah. they, they you can like you know that type of stuff was made for like backpacking like darn tough stuff um and if you do try darn tough they do make different models make sure they have a model that's not merino wool make sure you get the wool ones like the wool ones are better um but yeah so that's that's a kind of good clothing tip and the only other thing i would say is like if you're not hunting with a down piece like cody was talking about earlier like super helpful for cutting your cutting like your size of what you have to have on you down like i used to be the guy it was just like all the old cloth stuff that was in my closet and i was cottoned out and you know I've got, i'm like walking around like a bear and you know now you just add a couple down pieces to your system you keep your core really warm and your profile low I think it I think it varies I mean it's it's one of those pieces where like you're gonna spend a little bit but it'll last like I really love and I know they're expensive but Filson makes some really good down jacket jacket pieces very good and they're durable um, yeah, really now, and, and a good point to that, like, I think the Filson stuff is super durable, super, I you're not going to get the ultimate pack down, because they do have the heavy duty or outer layer, but they're way more durable. Yeah. Like, the down that I wear, if you try and attempt to walk through briars with that, you ain't coming out with that down. Like, it's it's literally like, like uh, alpine, like, hiking down. And I like actually have two, I have two um, of them. So, I run two vests, so what I started doing this last year, even hunting butt cold and then like whenever i make it out in the midwest um i used to be like just layering up with jackets and what i realized was i'll run like that down piece cody's talking about that it's just not i don't like running on my outer layers much i'll run just a hoodie and then that down piece close to to core and then i'll run a jacket over top and then i'll run at heavy duty tougher outside down layer where i've got basically two layers of down on my core and my i'm not worried about my arms being cold or like i'll survive if my legs get a little chilly but as long as i know that if i can keep like between my from my shoulders to my waist warm just toasty i can sit for a long time um and down has been super helpful for me the first that. light puppies their pants and their uh jacket are they're, they're pretty solid too for a mid middle price i've i've heard good things about them i have my favorite one is a, actually it's a north face and it's not the permaloft. That's the yellow one, isn't it? It's not. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not the permaloft. Um, I don't like the permaloft. Doesn't pack down as well, and I don't think it's as warm. Um, what's that? It gets wet. Well, they say that that stuff is supposed to resist water better than standard down because down will bunch up. Like you're on that goose down, aren't you? Yeah, I'm on that goose down. But but if it if it does like if your jackets wore out that shit can get soggy on you and it's hard to air out which is a, a downfall of it but that's where i like to keep that on a mid-layer standpoint or it's nice because if it does start raining you can rip that thing off and shove it in your pocket and just like that compactness but i got a north face one i like i have a fjall raven vest and then i have a couple patagonia pieces which um you know they're all just mainstream i had an eddie bauer one too that i just i tend to rip through a lot of them because i wear them when i shouldn't but um, even throwing a light cotton shirt over them protects them though from getting ripped up. Um, but yeah, I would I would definitely try something like that. That's good for if you get cold. Man, we had a good time in Illinois last year. Thanks for everybody that came out and participated at that show. It was awesome. I hope that's got you thinking about your system 
and how you can streamline or make your own day-to-day hunts more efficient. Before we take off, once again, this weekend we will be at the Open Season Outdoor Sportsman's Expo in the Wisconsin Dells. Come up, check out the products, bullshit hunting with us. Make sure to make it over to the Mobile Hunter Roadshow website this weekend and book your spot at the event you want to attend. These events are open to anybody, but spots are limited based on location. So all these have a cap. We do that for food and just accommodations and all that kind of stuff. So uh, if you want to attend one of these things, make sure you go and register for it. The finale event will actually be at the home base here in Iowa, and that'll be an awesome time in late August. In addition to that, we got the shed contest that is still kicking. As you're scooping up sheds, be sure to post pictures and tag Lone Wolf Custom Gear and use the hashtag LWCG Shed Contest 2022 for a chance to win some awesome custom gear prizes. Thanks for coming by, everybody. We'll see you next time.